Do you, any of you actually listen to G Herbo? Time out. You, yeah, uh, no. Okay. Nope. Hell no. I've listened to, to TSD album. That shit. Got a couple tracks on this. Right. This one is the, the best. Yeah. <laughs> For real, no bull. It made sense. The person in the big one, don't join it. Like Chief you, you definitely do right. Always yelling names, that's DC. Yeah, that's, that's usually his problem. But most people. Shooting at the same time, we was in sync. On the same thing. XP, your, uh, your spectrum backing up too, man. <laughs> spectrum? <laughs> Whoever you got for the AT&T? <laughs> nah, man, I got Google Fiber. Oh, word? You, you upgraded, <laughs> huh? Okay, all right. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> he's talking it last week out here. Nah, I got spectrum. I'm bullshit. Oh, oh man, and as you hear, everybody's here but Q. Uh, I'm your boy Cal, and welcome to the Counseling Clutch Podcast. We actually have Dion in the house again, two Squad. weeks straight. Roy's here. Play the pick three and pick four. Yo, we got SP's here. Ghost is here. Oh my bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ghost is here. Yes, sir. What? Why he get a drop and I did? All right, Roy. Okay, let's try this over. <laughs> Roy is here. Roy is shit high. to me, man. If you, if you, oh, right. if you gonna start it over, you might as well put me into it too. Oh, and this nigga Q pops up in perfect time. What's up, dog? I've literally been in here since the the exact start when you hit the button. I'm here. Oh, he ain't just saying nothing. Oh yeah. No, I was just sitting there listening. He got mic courtesy. Yeah, I got a little mic courtesy. Well, in that case, let's go in and start. That was a hell of an intro, by the way. Might as well start with me. Drizzy, what's up, man? I'm here, man. One man. What's up? One man. Oh, yes, right. It's 2020. My bad. Listen. No, no. You don't want to be like me. (laughs) For for y'all who don't know who that is, we didn't get to that point yet because, you know, Q just jumped the gun. Well, actually, Rory Rory was upset. I just, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead and start this over. We got a full house today. We got Dion here. Squad. We got Roy here. Y'all keep doing this shit to me, man. Thank you. <laughs> Ghost is here. Hey, shout out Forever Moors. My nigga. <laughs> Fuck that barbershop. Oh, man. Damn, I was going to say the same thing. That's crazy. Oh, man. So, <laughs> moving along with positivity here. When you're we got, ain't your niggas. We got Dr. Sap here. That's Sap. Sap don't Sap. So much hate. I'm glad we got the therapist on the line. Niggas need help. No. <laughs> no. Not niggas. Not niggas. Them two niggas need help. Jesus. And as he said, oh. uh, we have another doctor in the house, Dr. Claudia C. Marshall, the Civil Rights leader that don't nobody know. Oh, my God. <laughs> but no. <laughs> hey, how, powerful name. Hey, that's what we were talking about earlier. But Claudia, powerful. say hello to our people. What's goody, y'all? What's goody? Wait, do I have to be professional? No? Okay, great. Man, he gave you a whole... Hey, Kyle, why you say that with an accent? What? Say hello to our people. I'm just wondering why I didn't get a drop. Oh man, you know what? This is for my nigga Q. My bad. Thank you. Right, <laughs> hey. My bad. Man. That was probably. Dean probably told you to do that. 
Nah, Dion, Dion put, uh, put his hand over the uh, touchpad. I was like, nah, don't do it. Don't do it. Sound pretty accurate. Nah, nah, nah. Hold off. Hold off. Hold off. Let this nigga oh, yeah, continue. 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 Um, but yeah, we have uh, Dr. Claudia C. Marshall here. And she's accompanying us to talk about some mental health stuff. Um, we had a topic last week that we didn't get into because we said, hey, we hold on. Before before the topic, uh, Claudia, give us give us a little little rundown of what you what you do. Okay, great. So yeah, let, 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 let I, the people know who you are. <laughs> As they said, my name is Claudia C. Marshall. Yes, Calvin C. Marshall, um, and I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Alabama. I am currently in private practice part time working with college-age students on different mental health issues stemming from depression to anxiety, PTSD, relational issues, you name it, they come to me for it. But my full-time job is as an uh, assistant would professor. That, would that include like beef between... Would that include beef between friends on podcasts? Nigga, if you shut yep. the hell up, she can finish saying what she do. Yep, that does include <laughs> so, beef uh, between Claudia, friends on uh, yeah, Claudia, right, good because we need that. We need that for the for the folks who uh, don't know. Well, nobody really knows. Claudia is actually an OG member of the council. Um, Already she, know. She proceeds uh, SPNs app. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so since you've been out of the uh, the, the, the council, there's been uh, a couple interchangeable beefs. Um, <laughs> we may need to talk through that today. Um, <laughs> we might need to open up the day on this one, but. Uh, <laughs> Okay. This is gonna be funny and uh, actually probably helpful. But um, <laughs> the reason why we got her here is more so, as you heard in the intro, we have G Herbo, uh, who started a uh, a program in Chicago to help out with uh, you know the youth with dealing with mental health, uh, depression, PTSD, and all those other type of things that would affect uh, the inner city youth uh, in a violent place, uh, says Chicago. Um, they see a lot of things, so. Um, Send her the information, and I just want to get your uh, overview of pretty much the article and your take on it. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, I think it's great, the initiative itself. Um, Because, as you say, when you're from certain places, I mean, I know for me, I grew up in the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. Yes, shout out to Jamaica, Wagwan. Um, and... I was waiting on somebody to do that. <laughs> but yeah, you see things. Oh, I don't got my air horns. I used to have air horns. <laughs> but in the article, he talked about even seeing, you know, experiencing trauma at the early age of like eight or nine. You know, he said he experienced his first death at eight or nine. And just the fact that that's something that he didn't even talk to his mom who was there about, which is a deeper issue within communities of color in itself, just the fact that we don't talk about certain things, especially the different traumas that we experience. So I think him trying to start this initiative, swerving through the streets, and I like that he used the name that, you know, people can basically relate to. Because when you're from certain communities, using certain names that's related to like mental health and some things, you know, people won't be drawn to that. So I really appreciate him trying to do this and get the kids through therapy. And he cho he chose a great age range too. Like he said, he's focused on youths from 18 to 25, which 
coincidentally, obviously they did their research because that's the age that we're seeing more suicide rates at over the 10 year span. And the last set of statistics came out in like 2018 and we're seeing like a 20% increase in suicide rates among black youths age 18 to 25 from 2008 to 2018. So I don't know if that's why they chose that age range, but I think in general, that's just something great to see. And just to break the stigma around mental health in general within our community, because I know in my circle of doctoral students or graduate students or whatever, we're talking a lot about how, yeah, we're seeing more Black people go to therapy, but if you really look at it, who are these Black people that are going to therapy, right? It's the people that have access. It's the people that have some type of post-high school degree, the people that are in circles that are already talking about that. So yeah, of course they're going to go because they have that exposure and they have that knowledge. But what about the people who are from where we came from, who didn't have access or didn't have exposure or didn't have the opportunities that we had, you know? So overall, I think this is a great initiative and especially focused on PTSD, because a lot of people think, oh, you have to be a veteran to experience PTSD. Just the things that we see in our communities on a day-to-day basis, um, we might not be diagnosable, but we're definitely experiencing PTSD-like symptoms. So overall, I think it's a great article and a great initiative. So yeah. Okay, well... You know, with that, um, for people who don't know what PTSD is, um, and just know the initial and people rap about it and sing about yep. it, could you explain to the professional term of PTSD? Yeah, so PTSD is post-traumatic stress syndrome. So it's basically a trauma and stressor diagnosis that therapists give <laughs> to individuals when they experience directly or vicariously meaning secondhand certain traumatic experience so that could be seeing someone die that could be secondhandedly hearing about a threat to a family member so anything that caused you stress or trauma that's kind of related to PTSD so it doesn't have to be something that directly happened to you it can be something that you witnessed or something that you learned about Right. So if you learn about someone threatening a family member, that can be traumatic to you. And that is a symptom of PTSD. So PTSD really stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. Thank you for that definition. No probs. And um, so as far as for that, um, you know, got a lot of questions that we want to ask. If you don't mind, we can get through these questions. Oh, yeah. Um, to, you know, get a little bit more information about, uh, therapy because a lot of people in our community, we, we, like you talked about earlier, we have a stigma with therapy, like, Oh, I'm not going to do it. And I'm a victim of it. I definitely don't. I I feel uncomfortable. You talking right now. I'm joking. But, um, no, just, I don't. That's why. That is very problematic. I really won't joke it though. No, that's problematic. Hey, why are we here though? I, I, but no, it's but, but he could, but he can't admit to it though. That, he could admit to it though. I so got PTSD that, too. Yeah, you yeah, have been calling yeah. me fat my whole life. <laughs> Let's talk about something for real. I'm serious. 
what's, what's the triggers, Rory? That caused you stress, Rory. That caused you stress. It caused me stress because probably why he's, I start eating, eating more because every time, yeah. every time <laughs> DR, I be I be trying to be a better person and then Dr. called me fat and then next thing you know I'm out here eating more ice cream. I don't want to go outside. I don't like hanging with my friends. Like he really he really created a lot of traumatic experiences in my life because he called me fat all the time. So this is this has been going on since like we were five, four or right? five, dog. Like my whole life, he been calling me fat. Like I can't even. I woke up the steps, start breathing heavy, fat ass. Like bro, I could have died. Like <laughs> so, this is this is deeper. This hey, this is deeper than I, uh, our podcast beef. This goes back too far. This this, this is, is emotionally silly. scarred. Like this is. Roy, are you are you are you sitting on the sofa right now? Expressing, bro, I'm expressing myself. I am I am putting myself out there for the show, and I'm expressing myself, and I'm standing up for all the fat people with skinny friends. You see them talk about Moesha and Kim. Moesha was fat shaming Kim. Di been fat shaming me, and I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of this shit, man. He lying out there, TV. Word. It's all right, Roy. I'll talk you to you know, right. the right. right. advice when this is over. I appreciate that. Thank, thank you. Oh, 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 oh we done. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as Roy opened up, Roy doesn't fall. Roy doesn't fall into the category as the people who believe in the stigma. But um, you being a therapist, um, and you kind of hit on it about the stigma in the black community. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you think there is a stigma of mental health and actually seeing a perfect professional in the black community? Yeah, I mean, this ten- this goes back to just history, right? But I think the biggest thing that contributes to the stigma is the fact that we don't talk about it. So even what you said earlier when you were like, you know, I feel uncomfortable even having this conversation. That's how a lot of people in the new term for it is the B. IPOC, so Black Indigenous People of Color community, is the fact that we don't talk about certain things. So even when you were younger and something happened in the home and your parents are like, you know, oh, don't take that outside. What happens in our home is just for our business, right? So you don't take what happened in your home outside, even if it's the Mm -hmm. uncle that is suffering from schizophrenia or the abuse that's happening within the Mm -hmm. household. So this stigma stems from just the narrative that we give to each other or just the narrative that they talk about, oh, black men shouldn't show weakness and weakness kind of translate to vulnerability, right? So it's this deep rated issue of how we were socialized historically to be strong as black people and not deal with some of the issues that we face. So that goes from physical health, even into our mental health. So the fact that we don't talk about it and the fact that we're not open about the different struggles that we face as a unit within our community. I think that's where a lot of that stigma come from because you know, if somebody says, oh, I'm going to therapy back in the days, so I was like, oh, you crazy, right? So it's not like, oh, you need help. Mm-hmm. There's no support there. It's just automatically, oh, you crazy. You need to stay away from them. So of course, you're not going to want to talk about it or you're not going to want to seek the help that you need if that's the kind of negative connotation that's attached to it. So I think that's where a lot of the stigma come from, just how we're socialized as Black people in general. Yeah, I could definitely agree on that. Because like you were saying, yeah, like you were saying, the the strength aspect we always as black people we're taught to be strong 
you can get through anything. We can fight through anything. We'll, we'll be fine, which is true. But in the same token, like you're saying, you start trying to bring therapy in. Now it's a, little, it's a lot more acceptable, but prior to, you start bringing therapy into it. And it's like, oh, so like you said, what's wrong with you? Like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not, then it's looking at you like, well, you, you can't hold your own. You can't handle mm-hmm. your own your yes. own problems. Like, yep. Especially if, like for us as black men, we, we looked at to be like strong, how, uh, head of household, all that type of stuff. But then you start, like you said, you start uh, going to therapy and people find out, then they either think you're crazy or you, you're not a man. You can't handle your business, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, you just needed somebody to, to talk to about whatever situation. Because like you were saying, it's, we, hold, we hold a lot of stuff in just to not seem soft. Yeah. yeah. In reality, you're growing as an individual too. Exactly. It's like this by going by by seeking that therapy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. but that that just comes from from like slavery, basically. Exactly. Trying to be so strong through through that, finishing that, and then going into everything else that's led to now we had we had no choice but to be strong. So you you start complaining about stuff or just going out trying to find help through others that makes us look weak. "Quote unquote," yes. and that's where I—that's how I feel anyway. A lot of that stuff is would come from. Yeah, no, it's funny real. you say that it comes kind of stems from uh, from enslavement. Uh, Q, because I just think of this scenario: if you say you out here working as an enslaved person, and, and the next thing you know, like you complain about some shit, that complaint could could be the end of your life. Yes. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, like, I just wanted to make that connection because we can say, oh, slavery, slavery, slavery. But people just feel like, oh, you just. My bad. I've been in Tennessee for too long. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if, but if we just think about it, if you have a culture where you have to adapt to just suffering through long suffering in order to survive. Man, that probably could be, I'm just hypothesizing here, you know, where that really stems from. You know, we, we ain't going to talk about this issue uh, because, you know, if we talk about it or we if we complain about it too much or loud enough, man, we ain't going to see, you know, we ain't going to see Johnny no more because Johnny got sold or he was murdered or some some shit happened. They, they took the yeah, nigga's Yeah, but that's real, though. Sick back. That's real. That's real because that's where a lot of our parents get it from, right? When you think about just that transgenerational trauma, it comes, it stems from slavery because you don't talk about what you're going through. You don't talk about what's happening to you or you can get, you could die. You could get beat, right? And it's the same thing that was passed down to us and well, our parents and their parents and their parents, right? So that does stem from slavery because at first it came from the masters beating the slave and then it comes down to the parents beating the child if they take that information from the home outside. So it's that transgenerational trauma that's been passed down through slavery. And that's why we have even post-traumatic slave syndrome as something that people of the black community face as well. So you are correct. It does stem from then because there were consequences associated to doing so. Yeah, so how do you make black fe- people feel comfortable um, doing therapy then? If, it, if we're already coming in with our arms up, like, you know, our guard so, saying that we're not going <laughs> to do it or we don't want to do it. How do you make them feel comfortable? And this is like, this is a passion of mine as far as just having more culturally sensitive therapists. So I think 
first it starts within the communities, right? So a lot of times when I have conversations with my colleagues, especially my white colleagues, it's like, listen, it's more of y'all than it is us. And I believe that, you know, black, we need more minority therapists. We need more black therapists, right? But at this time, it's not going to happen because we're really only 6% when you count all the helping um, professionals, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, social worker, every, anything when it comes to helping relationships. So I think it comes down to the majority counselors going into our communities. We make our people feel comfortable by meeting them where they are. And a lot of us as therapists, we're not going into the communities and talking about mental health in a way that the people understand it. And that's why I really appreciate the article. One, the name of the initiative is Swerving in the Streets, Right or swerving through streets or however he named it. But that's something that people in certain community, especially that community of Chicago that he's talking about might understand because that's the language that they speak. So it comes down to being culturally sensitive and one meeting our people in the community and giving them resources. Like if you're going to go into a community, um, and talk about depression and anxiety, a lot of people are not going to be open to listening to that because first of all, they don't know what that is. Are you telling me that I'm crazy? Right? So we have to take a culturally sensitive approach and go into those communities and have conversations using the language that those individuals use. And because a lot of black people will not see black therapists, I think it's on the therapists of the, from the majority culture to actually educate themselves on the different issues that Black people face. And I think one thing that stood out to me based on that question from the article was where he said when he went to therapy, he had a white female therapist. And he said something about a culture gap being useful right? Because it forced him to open up. It says, um, forced him to open up more candidly to better illustrate his point of view and allow her to understand the baggage he carries. And a big part of that is narrative therapy, right? So you make people more comfortable coming to therapy by letting them tell their stories. Because a lot of times we sit and we read these books about being multiculturally competent as a therapist, and it tells you, oh, this is how you approach therapy with a black person. This is how you approach therapy with an Asian person. But that's not true for every minority individual because black is not a monolith, right? So every black person is not the same. So a big part of that too, of making people comfortable when they come to therapy is allowing them to share their own narrative, to share their own story and to share how their experiences, their lived experiences are impacting them. Because if we don't listen and we go off what the book says, then we're doing a disservice to them. And that's why we have a high turnover rate um, when it comes to African-American people um, seeking therapy because therapists are just not culturally sensitive. And some therapists just shouldn't be therapists, period. So yeah, I think it comes down to letting people tell their stories and going out <laughs> into those Period. 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 came out. Exit came out. For those that don't know what she said, she said period. 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 That's real. To the people that need it in Ebonics, period poo. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's, that's definitely true because like you're saying, you, you sitting there trying to explain. Period poo. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to you trying to explain yourself to a therapist that don't that doesn't understand what you go through. Mm-hmm. So you see that she's trying to understand like his situation, trying to understand, but it's like she she can't relate. So 
she may be looking at you like, why? Well, one, she probably be looking at, especially for him, the stuff that he's been through. She looking at him like, wow, I didn't know this. Or she might not have ever even fathomed stuff like this happens to people just because of her background and how she was brought up and the people mm-hmm. that she know. But you start associating yourself, especially like as a therapist with people who've actually been through some stuff. You start hearing things and it's like, wow, compared to what you see on the news and TV and stuff like that, of how black people are depicted, but you're not knowing what they've been through. Yeah. Cause he so even it's, said it's, it. Like you say, it's good. It's it's good that. Go ahead. No, I was just saying he even said that to the point that you were making. Cause he said that she was psyched out about it. A lot of stuff he was. A lot of the stuff he was telling her. So yeah. Yeah, like I say, they don't. They just don't. They just don't know. And they don't. And growing up, I mean, not growing up, but like as they get older, you, you don't care particularly because it's not something you think about. Because that's not their lane as far as what goes on in the black community. So it's not something they, they're thinking about. They just go off of what they know and what they see. And then they actually hear stories and hear stuff, hear what's going on. And it's like, oh, snap. Especially being as a therapist, you start hearing this stuff. And then you realize, like, damn, this is really why certain individuals are acting how they act or what have you. Yeah. And it's, it's not just because people are just bad individuals. It's literally because of how they, their upbringing. They may have PTSD or they may have some other mental disorder that that their family decided instead of getting them help, seeking help for, they just let it ride out. Like, cause we know her stories about people like somebody uncle got some type of mental disorder and they like, nah, he's just crazy. And that's it. Exactly. But in reality, he got a whole mental disorder that, that could have been getting helped throughout the years that they just didn't say anything about because they didn't want, they didn't want him to be labeled as the crazy person or something like that. Exactly. And, and I'd even make it, <clears throat> Q, I, Q, I'd even make it a little bit less clinical. And, you know, I, I know in my family in particular, you know, there's a lot of just stuff that happened um, kind of on one side of my family where it's like, well, this person is like this and this person like that and this person is weird. And, you know, part of them people, like, they end up, they're actually in, in prison for doing some, some real sick shit. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, it, it probably wasn't even anything clinical, but just the environment, whether it's like an emotional environment where it just wasn't no space for you to be a whole, a full person to where you lashing out in this other ways that, you know, end up you getting in trouble or you getting in jail or just maybe you grew up in the church and, you know, they say, bring your problems to Jesus or, or maybe mm-hmm. teaching, oh, you got to be yeah. perfect person and don't fall short. And next thing you know, you're like, well, there's impossible for me to be this person y'all preaching to be. So I'm just going to be the complete low down dirty person that y'all say that I am and boom, you know, now you end up in a real mentally messed up situation that seems like, man, that maybe you sick or maybe something's wrong or no, maybe that person just, y'all didn't like love him or take care of her or just give them the space and opportunity to be who they just they supposed to be. Or, or just exactly. listen. Exactly. Yeah, just exactly. Because exactly. a lot of, a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times people are crying out, but we, we ignore it. Like you say, oh, they just crazy or whatever the case may be. We just ignoring it, ignoring it. And that just pushes it, pushes it until that person decides like, all right, I ain't saying nothing. I'm just do what I do because nobody cares. And then that's when things could potentially go left or what have you. But it's it's just like I said, overall, it's just the just kind of breaking out of the stigma of 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 it being labeled as something bad, which is we've seen over the last couple of years. Is gotten a lot more acceptable and people are openly speaking about it and, and starting to 
go to therapy and stuff like that. So it's it's a slow process, but I'm sure as you see, uh, as you see, Claudia, it's it's turning around. Yeah, and and I'd even say now, uh, like you say, acute that is opening up. I guess the the main question is like, how do you find a good therapist? Like, so what maybe advice or suggestions you you got, Dr. Claudia? Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that people need to understand about therapy and finding a therapist, like I said earlier, is that unfortunately, a lot of therapists that are out there just really shouldn't be therapists. And I'm hearing, especially Black people, talk about just the bad experiences that they've had with therapists. And I just had a friend reach out to me like, is a therapist supposed to do such and such? And I'm like, "Uh, no. So they need to understand that it takes time, right? It's like shopping for, if you're a stationary person like myself, it's like shopping for a really good pen, right? You want to make sure that you find one that fits you. And a lot of places to start are like Therapy for Black Girls. They have a directory that you can go in, put your location, and it shows you different Black therapists. It tells you what they specialize in. You also have um, therapy for Black males for the men if you're looking for a Black therapist. But again, like I stated, a lot of Black people will not get Black therapists. So different resources that you can use is like psychology today. And just understand that once you choose a therapist and you start seeing them, you are not stuck with them. It is okay if you start seeing a therapist and you feel like they are not a good match to be like, you know what, I don't feel like this is working out and try someone else. Like there's nothing wrong with doing that. There's nothing wrong with you for doing that. Like me, myself, I have had three therapists over the past four years until I find found one that I'm like, okay, I can stick with this person right here. And I'm a therapist. So a lot of people might feel like, well, you know, it's easy for you to find a therapist because you're a therapist. So you might have good judgment, but that's not really the case, right? I have to go in that room and feel that person out and ensure that, you know, I think they're a good match for me and what I'm going to therapy for. So I think just treat it like shopping around for something that, you love and that you know is going to be beneficial for you and just kick them to the curb if you don't feel like they're what you're looking for we're going to ignore the beneficial comments. No, we're not. No, we're not. Uh, no, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. No, we're not. Yeah, 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 so, so we make a phone call so we can talk this out. So, we're gonna ignore this. Beneficial <laughs> friends need to be with me. Be, no, man, fuck <laughs> that. There's nothing like beneficial friends. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Let's, right. let's continue. Let's continue. Get back, nah, get back but serious. It's too deep to, to, to be swimming in right now. It's too it's new people, man. But to the, to that point. I, and I tell this, I tell this to people all the time. Um, not necessarily with with therapy or finding a therapist, but like any type of um, physician type service that you're you're seeking, whether it be a pediatrician um, or something of that nature. It's important, me personally. I don't know how you feel about this, Claudia, but it, I I personally feel like it's important to build a rapport with that person. And let them like like almost build a relationship with that person, and so that they understand who you are, mm-hmm. and 
I feel like when you build that relationship or build that connection, it it goes beyond I'm just providing this service. At that point, it's it's more of you know what I'm saying I'm looking out for you. I have at that at that point I have incentive on a personal level to make mm-hmm. sure that I provide you with the best solutions or the best um, yeah solutions as possible. Yeah, it's like if you care yeah. if you care that deeply about the person that you're being a therapist with, mm-hmm. then you will, you really, you're not saying that some people don't put their all into each person, but that would be a situation where if you care that deeply, you will do everything humanly possible to make sure you, you help this individual compared nice. to somebody that you may not, they not necessarily that you don't like, but it's like, you just, they're just going to therapy. They're just going through the motions. And then next client, it's like, right. to, like a you trick. really, you really true. Yeah. You really want, you really truly want to help this person. Yeah, and that's that is real, but I think the thing with therapy is because so many people are coming and opening up about things that they really don't tell other people. It takes a it takes a while to build rapport in therapy. Now, some people can come and instantly click cuz I've had mm-hmm. clients like that in the first session, but sometimes it takes like 4 to 5, 6 to 7 sessions to build that rapport. Right. And if you're someone that's looking to do the work, especially people that are not familiar with what therapy should look like, when you go and you are trying to just spill your deepest, darkest secrets to someone and like you all say, they don't seem that invested, it can deter you from even trying to go back. Like I've had people tell me that they've had such a bad experiences experience with therapists that they're never going to do therapy again, which is really counterproductive to what we do in the profession. So I definitely think that rapport is important, but it takes a while to build rapport. And if you feel like you're not building rapport, that's what I mean by saying, you know, just go somewhere else until you find that person that you all are talking about that you click with that you feel like here for you as a person and not you as a diagnosis, right? So that is very important and that's a great point, hmm. but that that is to my point of, you know, if you don't feel like that person is that for you, then you need to wait on t- you need to search until you find that person for you so that you can get the best help and the best support like you all said. So uh, another question. Oh, oh my bad, sir. Oh, I was just thinking as you're talking, Dr. Clark, like all of this searching and sessions and, and trying to find a therapist that's right for you, like shopping, that seemed like a lot of out-of-pocket costs. <laughs> yeah, so I think... Is your, your mindset... That was the evil laugh. Is your mindset ready for it? Because it could be out-of-pocket money-wise, but right. is, is your mental health more important than your, your pockets is what it boils down to. Yeah. You can probably and, feel like it's a lot of rejection going on if you can't get a good Yeah. Purpose. Yeah. And that's a big thing. You, you know, we do have money. What do you do when you, you know, go to the therapist I mean, and the right. therapist tell you you right. fucked up? <laughs> wow! Come on. Oh, oh, wow! Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> what do you do? Wow. Like, you, you pick a therapist, and the therapist be like, "Damn!" I you think fuck. it depends on how fucked up you are, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just—I think it depends on how messed up you are. <laughs> Y'all crazy. 
Hey, but, no, serious question. I, I but, question. Yeah, I mean, it, all right. Oh, oh, my bad. I thought it was. I think our mics went at the same time. But no, nah, I was asking. Well, my question more or less was, who does a therapist talk to when they have problems? Do y'all have like things in place for therapists, a like therapist. yourself? Yeah, the other therapist. Clearly, this nigga won't listen in a few minutes ago when she said she went through. No, nah, I, 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 I definitely, I definitely wasn't. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I was checking an email. I took my headphones off I for a second. I, hey, I'm working still. Sorry. <laughs> in the short answer, yes, nigga. Yeah. Therapists go to therapists. Yes. He missed that whole thing. Yeah, therapists go to therapists. Right? Next question. Hey, no, he that nigga in the class that answered the question that somebody just answered three minutes ago and think he's smart. See, right. this, is, this is the bullying I was referring to oh, earlier. Man. It never, it never <laughs> is. I mean, you gotta hey, call that down on yourself, hey, though. Uh, Whoa, what, so the therapist turned against me too? Jesus! That's a you were fucked up. That's a you were fucked up. This is crazy. Therapist told me I'm fucked up. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, boy. But to the next question, uh, uh, Mr. Roberts. Oh, uh, how, how can someone determine that they actually need to go to therapy? Like, Are there any triggers or anything as an individual that you can kind of take to say, hey, I, I think I really need some help? If you are a living, breathing being, I think that you need to go to therapy. Therapy is not just for individuals that are experiencing mental health or emotional distress. Therapy is for everyone. You know, it's someone to go and talk to. It doesn't have to be on a regular basis because we all deal with stuff. You know, if you're changing a job, that's a major transition that might cause you some distress and you might want to go to therapy. If you are about to go to grad school, you might experience some imposter syndrome and need to go to therapy. So I think that everyone should go to therapy. However, if you are someone that's dealing with different stressors in your life and you are experiencing some type of emotional distress like anxiety, or you're just feeling overwhelmed you know, you notice that you're not interested in the things that you used to be interested in. You're not really hanging with your friends like you normally do. You're just staying home, kind of isolating and just not feeling motivated. You know, those are some different things that you can look for. You, I call them the three changes. So you look for a change in your moods. Are your moods decrease? Is your mood decreasing? Are you becoming sadder? Are you becoming more lonely? Um, a change in behaviors? Are you engaging in more high-risk behaviors such as heavy drinking? If you weren't really a drinker before, you know, some people turn to cutting. Some people have suicidal attempts. So look for a change in behaviors and just a change in way. If you're a friend looking for a change in ways in which people speak as well, you know, are they speaking of being more hopeless? Are they speaking of not having any motivation, not wanting to do certain things? So those are the three changes that I would say people need to look for. And again, that's a change in moods, a change in behavior, and just a change in which people are speaking. 
like are they being more down and so on so yeah <clears throat> but i think therapy is for everybody hey i'm, I'm a, including you calvin so mm, yeah i'm gonna I'm talk to you i'm gonna I'm talk to you i'm gonna talk to you after this <laughs> <laughs> damn doc where was you at my first year of grad school that was like Listen. oh that was like my whole first six months <laughs> Listen, it was crazy. that imposter syndrome is real okay and that depression is real that anxiety is real grad school is with the shits so yeah look i'm I, i'm gonna go ahead and share something that i i, I probably ain't tell you guys before but 40 minutes we're opening up now don't say something like oh, you're yeah. a doctor or some shit like that <laughs> hey, hey Claudia, you can just <laughs> right yeah you you can just charge this to the uh to the podcast, man. We we got a little we got a little we got a little bit cash. But um but um with uh oh, yeah yeah we gonna we gonna dip into the pod account. Right. <laughs> but, um, what it is. Like she like Doc was mentioning all the different changes in your mood, not wanting to do things, not feeling the motivation, or talking to people, or just erratic type behavior. Like my first year in grad school back in 2013, when I had like went to Baltimore for the first time and moved in, out on my own and all that, like I was struggling going through it. Bad relationship, struggling, trying to get out of it, in it, it's terrible, you know, difficulty and like, can I even do this grad school stuff? And I feel like I don't know nothing and everybody else raising their hand and I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck the question was. <laughs> like she was crazy. And, and even like it got to a point where I wasn't even in the lab and it, it just was bad to where my public speaking was terrible and I would get up to talk and niggas be going to their phone. I was like, man, what the, I got nine more minutes to talk and nobody's paying attention. And I'm, you know, so it, it was, a, it was a lot to where one day I think I was getting ready for a presentation and like, I just had to like, you know, just had a rough weekend with my girl or whatever. And just just trying to focus and trying to get things done. And I, I was like, man, I don't even know if I can or want to do this. And I'm walking across the street and I'm like, man, what if I just let this bus hit me? Oh, damn. That's Maybe. crazy because I was just thinking about, damn, this thing got hit by a bus. <laughs> That's not funny. No, but that shit is crazy. But, but just... Yeah, but it's just... But it's Yo, just when Roy said it ain't funny, sad, I mean, when Roy said it ain't funny... That's fucked up, SP. Over, uh, over the boundaries. <laughs> Nah, no, nah. that's that's crazy though. But this is a question. But I'll say, yeah, it is crazy. But the thing is, like, I mean, in the moment, I kind of like shortly had a like, a, oh hell no, nah, something's wrong with me type of moment because I was like, man, I ain't never done no or had no type of thought like this of suicide or harming mm-hmm. myself. But I had it in that moment for like a clarity split second. I was like, man, this is bad. This is really really bad. But you know, I just kept moving. And, you know, cause I had no, I ain't know what to do. You know, I just had to like, man, I got to pull myself together by my bootstraps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's strong just, black man. Yeah. And that's yeah, so I crazy. Just, right? I was about to say that. Because that's like a, be a real definition of what it is like. Like that was a clear representation of what it's like to be like a black man, right? Dealing with all these different emotions and thoughts that you don't even know what to do with them. Like at that instance, the first thing that came to you was like, dang, I got to pull myself up by the bootstrap and make it through this. And that's so unfortunate, right? Because you didn't even know where to turn. Like there's no family member, even if it wasn't a therapist, you know, a lot of times, yeah. and I don't know if you're a first generational, first generation student like myself, but it's like, dang, I don't have anyone I can talk to. 
about this because there's no sense of belonging no. in that instance, right? You don't feel like you belong in this school and you might not even have felt like you belong where you was coming from because they probably don't ex know what you're experiencing. And they're like, man, you'll be all right. You'll get over it. Right. And that's so sad. And yeah. why did we go to Everybody good? I oh, know, no, right? Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I'll open up my turn. I'm joking. No. <laughs> but, we, we, knew, um, we, knew, we knew he was joking. You uh, had to say it. Man, come on. I opened up one time on the show. Chuck. Oh, all right. You did. My bad. My when bad. we talked about the breakup, I opened yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill out. Chill out. Yeah. And my I don't bad. even talk You're about right. private stuff like that. That's, 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 the, that's the one for this uh, for last decade. So we got, we got yeah. one coming up in, within yeah. the next nine years. I'm toxic, so what? Say no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Claudia, when you're talking about like the no motivation thing, um, this is actually a conversation that I have with uh, Mr. Walker quite frequently. So I think I need to talk to you then. <laughs> hey, say go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. What no, are you talking about? Off air. Off air. No, no, no. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but no, um, but no, seriously though, that, that no motivation thing that definitely is real after something happens in life. It's like, eh, I don't even want to do any of this anymore. But... Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, man, that could be talked about. That ain't, it won't. Even, well, I, mean, I don't know how deep it is for you, but yeah. It, 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 yeah. Huh. Okay, never mind. Yeah. All right, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Right. They, they don't. They don't pay to watch the podcast, so we're not gonna give. True that. Money. That's true. Um, true. We gotta make. A, we gotta make. We gotta make an OnlyFans for the only podcast, fans. so they can. So they can. They can pay for it. Black dudes talking about emotions. I know this is gonna get some of y'all off, but uh, <laughs> hey, man, that OnlyFans better come with a camera. I mean, shit, sat, it's still early, bro. Pause. It's hey, still man. early, bro. It ain't even that late night shit. No, but uh, jokingly, but seriously, man, we got some group beefs. Uh, you know, before we before we uh, in this show with you, um, anybody want to talk about their beef with Claudia to see if she can help us get to the root of it? Huh. <laughs> Man, fuck that nigga. Dion. No, I'm joking. I don't, I don't actually have beef with Dion. Yeah. I just like fucking with him. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Touche. Yeah, oh, well, we just found something new out. Um, <laughs> there's really not a beef. Hey, Roy, no. what's your problem with me, bro? I've been waiting to air this out. <laughs> well, he's still muted right now. <laughs> hey, he, 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 hey, he answering emails right now. He ain't even paying attention. He gonna come back and let y'all talking about me. Fat bastard. Yeah! Wow! Y'all don't do my boy like that. I guess now he can't hear a nigga. I guess he checked out for the uh, episode then. Um, Claudia, you have any questions for us or anybody got any other? Who checked out? Roy. Nixon. Nigga, that's a whole thirty seconds ago. And then guess what? What's going on there? What's going on there? The chill. That's I mean, yeah, Sap. That's you or Claudia? Hey, my baby don't talk yet. Oh, my baby, uh, that's SP, man. I'm at Cal Club, oh. so my kids yeah. at the crib. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's you know, okay. Hey, Dad, I, guess what? I, hey, what if he was like, this dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Where hey, you learn that oh, from, bad. Caleb? Where you learn that from? Oh, uh. <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, Claudia, you got anything to ask us? or? Uh, no, but I think you got anything y'all want to say? So I think somebody earlier said something about payment, and I just want to bring up that this is the perfect time to start. <laughs> All right, so uh, we uh, 
First of all, no, I'm serious. No, listen. I mean, payment as far as therapy. Someone said something about not being able to pay for therapy. And I was saying this is the perfect time to really look for a therapist because a lot of insurance companies, if you do have insurance, are offering free virtual therapy because of the pandemic. So if you're looking for a therapist that is doing um, teletherapy, which is via Zoom or the phone or so on, it will be free to you courtesy of your insurance. So if you have Blue Cross Blue Shield and some other insurance that are doing it as well. And if you cannot afford therapy, a lot of therapists have something called a sliding scale that you can talk to them about. And it's basically income-based. So the lower your income is, the cheaper therapy will be after they ensure that you qualify for it. Some people take out-of-pocket payments. And sometimes you have some really great people who are going through the licensing process that need clients that are cheaper. So they're like associately licensed and not fully licensed. So you can look to seek therapy with one of them as well. So all that to say that this is the perfect time to go to therapy with the whole pandemic because, you know, therapy is expensive. And if you can get it for free, Big why facts. not? So, yeah, that's what I was saying. I wasn't talking about Take y'all. Take network. <laughs> Phew, I got well, nervous for a second. Hey, news, <laughs> y'all crazy. Oh, yeah, don't forget to send that recipe, bro. <laughs> I will. <laughs> no, like y'all laughing, I'm dead ass serious. It's on my to do list. Send the Walmart bag too, because your Walmart bag is special. <laughs> your Walmart no, bag is special. No, fuck to do list. Send it down, yo, <laughs> while we on the horn. I have a whole um, draw of Walmart bag for my rice and peas. So. Whoa. I do. Have, I do have. A, I do have a quick question. Okay. Are there any signs that that you see <clears throat> as far as like just societal wise or just people that you know? Um, in terms of like people that may want to seek therapy or that you would recommend uh, that they seek therapy? Like, are there any like tell-all signs? Like y'all? Would you... Damn. Ooh, Sorry. I don't but know why no, y'all no, getting no. offended. I know we all got problems. <laughs> y'all forgot. I, you I got problems, know. nigga. You got problems. Nigga, I know y'all niggas. <laughs> I know we got problems. But no, so it kind of goes back to what problems. I was. <laughs> it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. It really, it really is about looking for changes in those three areas. Like those are the major changes that you, because you know how your friends are. Like y'all are around each other a lot, right? So if something changes with the other person, like their mood changes or they're just doing stuff that you really know is not them. It's out of character for them. That's how you know sometimes is when you're around people and you're seeing these changes in their behaviors. Like for someone, like I had a friend that didn't drink at all. And when they went to grad school, like grad school is so triggering for a lot of people. But anyways, when they went to grad school, like they started drinking 
And I was like, whoa, you drinking? And they were like, yeah, I'm just so stressed, you know, da 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 It's nothing. You know how we try to brush stuff off and then come think of it, I, re- I recommended, you know, therapy and they went and they were like, I didn't even know I was dealing with all these deep-rooted issues. So that's the biggest thing that I would say is looking for those changes in people's mood, their behaviors, and just the way they talk. Like if someone that's normally really upbeat just all of a sudden becomes depressed and just sad or one big thing especially when it comes to suicide that a lot of people don't pay attention to is when someone that's normally depressed become just all of a sudden sudden happy and upbeat they just assume oh they're not sad anymore but a lot of times that really means that they've come to term with the fact that they want to commit suicide and might actively follow through with it so really looking for changes in behaviors and just moods is one thing that I would say. And that's what I look for in my friends and suggest therapy. Good advice. Oh, I know. Oh, in your bag, I see. <laughs> So what you're basically saying is keep an eye on your friends and check in on them, actually if they're okay. Yes, especially your strong friends, because you know that Superman Y'all is good. Hey, Dion. Straight. Yeah. Hey, Dion. You sure? That ain't sound too. They ain't sound too convincing, bro. <laughs> y'all crazy. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> no, no, we're trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong. With you. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> please, please, please excuse. Dion's one of the strong friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he is the strongest friend that we have. He is the strongest. He is the strongest. Friend 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 friend. He's the strongest. Oh man. Well, I'm I'm good. Oh, I have one question because um, I asked somebody for questions. Um, well, I actually sent it to you. The couples therapy thing. Um, oh, what what is your thing on that? Is it like um, do you think they should oh, yeah, be together or they should that. be separate on when it comes to couple therapy? I think it depends on what your goal is, right? Because couples therapy and individual therapy are basically two different entities. You know, one is to quote unquote, help the relationship. And the other one is to help you as an individual. But one thing I always say is a lot of times when you work on you as an individual, you can better function or exist in your relationships. So it really just depends on what the goal is for the couple. Like every couple is different. Some people might need to go to individual um, therapy separately and then come together and do couples therapy. And then some people could just go straight into couples therapy and find out that they need to do individual therapy. (laughs) So it really comes down to what your needs are as a couple. Like there's no direct, I guess, answer for that one. Okay. Do y'all really do the role play like on TV shows? (laughs) No, I do a lot of role play. I do a lot of role plays because a lot of times people really don't understand that I think family systems is important. Like a lot of us are messed up because of our families and we have to go to individual therapy because of the system of the family itself. Right. So 
going to um therapy as a unit is really Thanks. important. Mm-hmm. So. I, I can see I can see role play being beneficial from a from a standpoint of like uh-huh. seeing how you actually are. <laughs> yeah, oh, if you don't realize that you mean until like somebody actually does the thing that you do to other people, it's like, oh yeah, that is mean. I don't like that. Right. Oh, people gotta feel it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you sometimes you just don't even realize mm-hmm. that you really well, have a bond to that person and you really don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> when it bo- when it just boils down to it. No, I, in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a flashback. I'm sorry. Did you trigger, did you, did you trigger yourself? I don't know. She triggered herself. Hey, she triggered, triggered, triggered herself. That's crazy. And you know what? I remember the one time, you know, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up. Please. Everybody start dropping names Please. and all types of shit. Please. Dates, times, events. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But bring up some old emails that she screenshot herself. <laughs> I really do have old emails, though. But it's okay. Yeah. We're here to talk. We're here to talk. Yeah, we're here to talk. We're here okay. to talk if you need any help. You know, it's, it's five no. of us. So, you know, five brains are sometimes as good as one, you know, when it comes to these things. Yeah. Somebody going to say the right thing. <laughs> but um, we appreciate you coming on. Um I know we talked about this last year uh, when we opened up the first time, um, but uh, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, I know. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote or anything like that for the people who made it fifty-seven minutes in? <laughs> um, I appreciate y'all for having me. I forgot how you know cool it was talking to y'all because y'all are crazy. But um, no, I do have an imposter syndrome. Whatever more is Barbara Lounge. <laughs> what you say? Them niggas crazy. Anyways, I do well, have an Instagram. He, promote, uh, he promoted barbershop. Uh, <laughs> y'all gonna let Drop me talk about Drop that IG. Drop that IG. Fuck them. Yeah, Barber Lounge again since you want No, hey, Claudia, you got a, like a five second delay. So when we when we start talking, you still talking. So that's why you. That's why we like been talking kind of over you a little bit. Oh my bad, my bad. All right, I was saying I'm going to have a imposter syndrome. Instagram live series starting August 27th through August 30th, just exploring what imposter syndrome is and talking to different individuals in different areas about their experiences with imposter syndrome. So come on over to Claudia C. Marshall on Instagram and check it out. That's it. That's the announcement. What's the IG handle so we can follow it? She just gave it to you. (laughs) Yo, it popped right up, real easy. Follow. Okay. Yep. Ooh, you Claudia, thanks, 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 Sap. Ooh, thanks, Sap. I'm told, boy. I told you, Dion got problems, bro. It's so crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We might need to. We might need to reconsider this. Siri, play Siri with beef, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely something there. He don't want to admit it, Claudia, but we'll get to the bottom of it one of these days. Now, nah, what's that? What's that drop you was dropping last week? Oh, JDP jump. <laughs> I did delete it. I, I literally I right before the show, I, I deleted it. <laughs> oh, crazy. crazy! But yeah, Claudia, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you coming on and uh, talking with us and whatnot. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, 
it's, this is this is a probably a big big show. People are monumental. Yeah, it's it's speaking on a lot of stuff that people go through that they may not understand or they may not like really want to talk about, and especially hearing hearing Calvin talk about his problems. People are like, oh, if he can open up. I can open I up. Open up. <laughs> so, but that's not that's not that's not. The point. That's, that's, <laughs> let me continue the outro. Let me continue the outro. So, uh, oh yeah. So, <laughs> we appreciate you coming through. And I'm gonna go on and, Claudia podcast and open up there. How about that? Yes. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yes. Yeah, cross brand. But nah, but nah, but nah, yeah. If we definitely if we have any more uh any more topics in your lane, we might we might pull pull on you for some uh a quick ten minute jump just and how you feel about it and stuff like that. that yep, no problem. Y'all got my number. Well, some of y'all got my no, number, I think. <laughs> no, you changed. But it. I appreciate y'all for having me. Oh. Well we not we know how to get in contact with you. That's facts. Y'all stay Appreciate up. you. All right. I'm, I'm going to go take care of my child. Once I get that recipe. Oh, my God. Let me send it right now. Send me the recipe <laughs> first. Your child can wait. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can make rice, water, and pepper. Dang. Yeah. It ain't going to be nothing crazy. Sap trying to get it. Uh-huh. But uh, we're, once again, we appreciate you, and we out. All right. Stay up. And.